0: everyone happy monday i am here today with my wonderful friend cassie lowry we had a great conversation talking a little bit about everything so hope you enjoy the casual banter This is also a quick reminder that we not only have the full-form episodes on Monday, but we also have business tip episodes every Tuesday morning, and those are episodes that are around five minutes, so kind of mini episodes with a quick tip. So if you're looking for something different to listen to, be sure to check out the Tuesday episodes as well. I won't chat any longer. Here is Cassie. Drinks are cracked, (laughs) friends. (laughs) I love it. Cassie and I are having um, a podcast beverage because that's just what we do together. We do. We drink. We do. (laughs) It's Um, our favorite. I'm having a pineapple high noon, which is very on brand for me. What are you trying over there? You
1: know, I've got a lover boy over here and it's a sparkling hard tea.
0: Okay. And what are the thoughts? This is a new drink for you. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't hate it. Okay. It's like a mix of a tea and a seltzer. It's well, not bad. What What do we have for a sweetness it's, level? It's kissed with lavender. Oh, so. <laughs>
0: wow. Fancy. Yeah, it's not very sweet. It's good. Uh, fun story about Loverboy. Have you ever watched, it's on Bravo. Have you ever watched Summer House? It's kind of a reality TV uh-huh. show.
1: You know, I haven't, but um, Hannah Burner. Yes, Um, I just know about it, but I have not seen it. She's on there. And I feel like I should.
0: Well, the guy on Summer House created Loverboy. No way. And it's kind of fun because if you have watched Summer House from the beginning, you kind of see like the growth of the company and now they're everywhere.
1: Literally everywhere. Yeah.
0: I mean, they are sometimes hard to find, but they are in most places. It's refreshing. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I like them. We did just have, we you and I were just at Seltzer Fest recently. We so it's we really learn. only appropriate that we're both having a seltzer now. It's only right. Yeah. It is. We I was actually thinking about this event recently because, and I feel like somebody brought this up when we were there. We paid $35 for a ticket. Yep. <laughs> and like, what would you say one of these cans costs? Like if you're, you're at a bar and you get a can of a seltzer, what's, what does that cost you?
1: Probably $5 or $4. Well, it depends where you're at. So if I'm downtown Madison, if it's $4 or $5, that's like something I would expect. Yeah. So I was having this argument with people who did not attend the Seltzer Fest. And basically we came to the conclusion that um, I don't even know if it made sense financially. Even if you went to a bar yeah, and had that many seltzers, does it still make sense? I don't know if I had that many.
0: No. it was. But then if
1: you think about what you pay at Hy-Vee... For a I know.
0: True. <laughs> That's <laughs> devastating. And, and the <laughs> point, truly didn't save money. <laughs> no, we weren't going to Seltzer Fest to like save money. We were there yes. for the experience. However, really what a money grab! Really, for... like what a money grab. They we paid thirty five dollars oh. to get a little shooter, and yep. I was trying to think on our rotation, right? Like, what was our rotation? We maybe hit up like ten tents.
1: Yes, and you know what? We knew what we wanted when we went into that. We did. We started where we started and we worked our way around the perimeter. We saw cider. Not big cider people. No. So we knew where to skip and where to hit. So I think we were pretty strategic.
0: Hard I day. felt a little bad for the cider folks. We were very opposed to making it over to the cider I don't tables. even think we
1: smiled or waved. I think we just passed. No,
0: we just passed <laughs> through. We tried some ranch water and we moseyed on down. We did.
1: And you know, if we're talking about the logistics, I did appreciate that ranch water had a pitcher of water to rinse out your shooter yes. cup because... There was a wide variety.
0: There was. And you
1: wanted to actually taste the seltzer. Also,
0: do you remember I got like a very strange beverage? Yes. It
1: (laughs) almost looked like a blue moon beer. It was just very, it was a
0: little pulpy as well yes um like it was orange like orange juice. juice yeah and beer and it just like it left a residue on my cup that i was not a excited film. about a thick film a very thick film <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that was seltzer fest also like we had a uh group so it was fun I also, mm-hmm. in my reflection, I was also thinking, like, imagine if Jim and I just went to one of those together. Like, what do you do? Do you get, you get something, you just stand there?
1: Yeah. I don't know. You know, and you know, they handed out, there's mini footballs. There was, yeah. but they did have bean bags in the center. So I think oh, true. that could have been an activity, yeah. but
0: I definitely see it as like a group. Yes. Event. To
1: socialize. It worked out really nicely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I had fun. Did you have a favorite <sighs> beverage that you tried there?
1: I do. And
0: you're going to disappoint me, aren't you? You know,
1: I don't want to stroke your ego here, but Mamita's yes. was yes. my
0: yes. favorite. Yes.
1: I thought so too. <laughs> it what was a- the best. Yeah. And I can't remember the flavor, but I went back.
0: Was it the pink one, Paloma? I
1: no cuz I I'm not a huge Paloma fan but I do okay. know you recommended that. I think I might I think it might have been like a pineapple or something. Yeah,
0: I think they had pineapple mango. Did they have yeah, mango? And I think then just like regular lime.
1: I I was such a fan. I took a koozie. So yes, same.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, if anybody doesn't know Mamitas are mm-hmm. like tequila soda. So if you've had a high noon before, a high noon is vodka soda and what is it juice or something. Yeah. And Mamitas is tequila juice and maybe some sparkling water it's also not super carbonated no
1: it is definitely it's not very carbonated. it's not very sweet it's just like a refreshing
0: i think we hit a point in the day where we like picked our favorites and then we just kept going back yes and go and they probably were thinking like okay well you guys already had samples of this keep (laughs) moving
1: drink of the day coca
0: Yes. coca Also, think, I mean, crook and marker. Excellent. I mean, phenomenal oh marketing job in picking a name like coca I know. It rolls off the tongue. It's fun to say. Yeah,
1: I didn't even have it, and I know the name of it. I didn't even yes. drink that one.
0: <laughs> it was very good. It is, it is though, one of those things where it's, like, good in a sample size. I don't know how many cans of it I could do at once. Was
1: the coconut strong? Yeah, that right. what, it was, it just was like a pretty strong... much
0: like think of pina colada, but mm-hmm. not as a nope. frozen beverage. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: think I would like the sample size of it, but I don't yeah. know if I would buy a six pack.
0: Yeah, but overall, really that was a it was a fun Madison adventure at Seltzer Fest. It, it was a full day. It was a full day, mm-hmm. and that's usually how it goes when we are in madison together and we've talked about this we need to mix in some wholesome activities cassie right
1: yes we'll get there
0: wholesome um Mm -hmm. hiking kayaking yes walks biking biking yeah um yoga classes for sure cycling perfect So maybe, yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, we really went. It was a long day. We did Seltzer Fest. Yep. Did we go to dinner right afterwards? We, you know, we went back and just kind of sat down for a bit,
1: yeah. had another drink, decided oh, yes. and then kind of thought about where do we want to go from here because it was a Saturday. It was dinner time and yeah. it was a busy weekend for other events. So I think we were kind of like, where can we even have dinner? Are we going to get Fit in? CrossFit Games. Yes. Yeah. CrossFit Games was in. So we ended up... Our plan was let's walk around the square wherever we can get in. That's where we're having dinner. Yeah. And it
0: worked out well. It did. Also, if you really want to feel good about your life decisions, go out downtown during the CrossFit Games.
1: Truly. Yes. After you just binge drink drank for three hours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really a a confidence booster, I would Uh say. Yep. Makes you feel great about your health. Yes. Yeah. Yep overall great timing can't recommend side. enough yeah yeah <laughs> have you ever heard the term hangxiety again uh, not re- no okay well oh it's i'm like this term is perfect <gasps> wait you wake up in the morning you
1: have anxiety about what you said and did the night before yes so,
0: every yes, time hangxiety. every time i just
1: had to think that through
0: it's like when you are hungover Mm -hmm. Once you finally get through the brain fog of your hangover, then the anxiety hits of like, what did I say? What did I do?
1: Like a wave, right? When you start to, you know, you feel a little bit better. You're not solely focused on your physical, you know, well-being in that moment. You start to think about, wow, I wish I didn't say and do that. Yeah, yeah. And then it
0: just really spirals from there fixation on it you're like oh do i need to text my friend do they
1: remember it yeah Yeah. you're like
0: (laughs) like what is their anxiety about today are they thinking about me (laughs) are they thinking about that one thing that i said at 10 23 p.m last night
1: right did strangers see it Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah that's the big thing too you're like i have my perception of how this went what is like an outsider's perception
1: but i would agree that is an awful awful aspect of
0: the morning after we had a great time though what other um like summer things have you been doing in madison because this actually we need to talk about this this is your first summer in madison yes
1: so to give a backstory please do i moved up to madison september of 2019 i had been living in dubuque which is where mara and i went to college Mm -hmm. for seven years and i decided in the fall, I was going to move to Madison. So September 1st, 2019, I moved up here. It was great. I was told nonstop about Madison summers. I don't think I can tell you enough how many people bragged about how amazing it is to be in Madison in the summer. So I was very much so looking forward to it until March of 2020. (laughs) When everything closed down. (laughs) Um, So then fast forward to summer of 2020, which um, did not truly happen. You know, events were not happening. Bars and restaurants were limited and outside. It was just totally not the full experience. So this summer is my first Madison summer because I would say everything was relatively normal when we were downtown. Oh, yeah. Everything was open.
0: And I think we. Were, it was kind of like in the in-between because right now, like, the Delta variant is kicking up. Like, mm-hmm. Madison might be... Mm-hmm. like locking down a little more but when we went it was kind of right in that in between phase right but yeah you you moved to madison and then it was like ha you yep. thought you were having fun mm-hmm. in this city yep i thought i was
1: but so yeah. i do have a big list you know like i there's a lot of things i came up here and wanted to do and i still haven't done yet yeah
0: what but i were, did yeah what were some of the big things that you were like i'm moving to madison and these are some bucket list items
1: yes so i definitely i have a mental list and then I've created, you know, through other people who have moved here, we've also created a list of what we want to see. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did do is I have kayaked on the lakes. Nice. And that was on my list. Okay. Which was a lot of fun. Um, one thing I haven't done yet is the terrace. So another... Oh,
0: like like Union Terrace? Yes. With the, oh, yeah. Haven't done yet. And okay. the sad
1: part is I went on to... Because last summer you had to book. You had a reserve. Okay. Um uh, table and right when I went to do it they closed it to the public because the students uh, were coming back yeah. so I didn't make the cut last year so that's on my list for this summer
0: we had so there were like some bars and restaurants where we're yes. like gotta do this gotta do um, you know dinner downtown at this place mm-hmm. I think we had like um, drinks at Eno Vino and right. we've done that yep stuff, we've done that but, yeah
1: and I found some new places too like the beer garden like Old Brick Park oh, yeah. beer garden is such a cool spot yeah and I've done that a few times so that was a good one to check off
0: what was and I'm sorry if you like just covered this but you were talking about the move what initially made you think like Madison because I feel like from yeah. Dubuque you kind of have a mixed bag of people you've got mm-hmm. People that want to go back to Chicago, you have people that are go more to like suburbs of Illinois, mm-hmm. you have some people that go to Iowa City, Des Moines, mm-hmm. or then there's like the Madison-Milwaukee route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had, I grew up in Cuba City, Wisconsin, so
1: um, that is located just right across Mississippi Bridge in Dubuque, so it's 20 minutes from Dubuque. So I grew up there and then I went to college in Dubuque. So I have basically been in that corner of the world for most of my life. Yeah. And then, you know, after I graduated, I lived there for three more years. So after being in Dubuque for seven years, I felt that I had really capped out on what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be and and who I wanted to see yeah so i think that at that point in my life i was ready for a new challenge and i was very happy in my career so i was progressing up in my company and i wasn't ready to leave quite yet Mm -hmm. so i started thinking about well what are my options so i knew that my company had an office here in madison um, and they they also have one in the Chicagoland area. But I, being from Wisconsin, yeah. um, definitely was leaning more towards Madison. to stay
0: true to the Wisco roots. You know,
1: truly, I don't know if I'll ever leave the state. It's yeah. beautiful. But, um, and, you know, so they have an office here. But I also, growing up in Wisconsin, I have high school friends in Madison. I have college friends in Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did know... Um, Some of the people in the Madison office. So that definitely made for an easy transition.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure some of those cities, like the same is true for all those. But I think Madison is a city where a lot of people in a similar situation to that also live there. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you're post-college, maybe you got a job in Madison, maybe you're just switching like locations. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a good opportunity to meet other people too through mutual connections. Right.
1: I'm, I'm obviously biased because I love it and I've been here for two years, but, um, I would say it's, it's definitely, as most people say, Madison is a small, big town. It's, I, you know, a lot of people say it's a big city, but to me, you know, when you compare it to Chicago, it's, it's truly not. It's, it still has a wide variety of opportunity, diversity,
0: um, and people people to meet it so. is also so creepy when you go out and you end up knowing people every in time Madison because like saturday yes <laughs> literally saturday <laughs> saturday i we are um cassie myself and some uh, laura's friends were out and about and then i'm sitting at one of the bars where we we Paul's Club? Oh, I was the one even with the tree Paul's, in the
1: middle? I just call it Paul's. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. I was even talking about your high school friend.
0: Yes, yeah, so I was even... But it's originated, <laughs> we're sitting at oh, Paul's Club, right. and this couple comes in and sits at the bar, and I'm yes. like... Oh. My God, they look so familiar. I think that's one of my high school friend's parents. Mm -hmm. So I went over and I said hello. Also, I cannot even like, this is a moment that I'm like, wow, I should have taken a step back. I'm like, hey, it's Mara Simonson. And I pause and also to clarify, because everybody keeps asking me, I am changing my name to Hanson. It's just habit to say Mm -hmm. Simonson. Mm -hmm. So don't come Mm -hmm. after me. Um. (laughs) But I go up and I'm like, hey mara simonson and they both looked at me for a second and i'm like oh my gosh like how how can i elaborate f- more
1: yes, to help them understand yes, who i I'm, am
0: i'm like wow like how cocky of me to just assume that they would like immediately light bulb moment be like oh yeah we know you.' but anyways i like explain what how i whatever know them and the, they were like oh yes of course and they knew jim and hmm. we chatted and it was just like i'm sitting at a bar with you with college friends and Mm -hmm. then boom hometown couple rolls through so they mentioned like their son was out um at another bar and we had like we i think went there no we went to cask and ale and then eventually went to another bar and saw them and uh, like it was just a huge group of fort people but it's like we're downtown madison i I don't know why at this point I think like, oh, I'm not going to run into anyone, but I always do. I always Always. see at least somebody I know. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the nice part about it. You know, you still get the big town big city yes. feel yeah. um, with the opportunity that all of that brings but you also it still feels like when I talk to people about this you know I'm like oh I, I live on the east side um, and then they ask about it and how it's going and I say you know it still feels like a small town you go into bars you go into restaurants yeah. and it feels like my hometown. Yeah. You um,
0: also, I feel like Madison still has a healthy dose of like townie bars. Yes. You actually are like the townie I, bar queen, Cassie. I am,
1: you know, it was a tough 2020, but I really yeah. did my part to support the local establishments and mm. I've got my favorites. Yes. For sure.
0: You have, um, what's the fish fry place? Yes.
1: So I promise they didn't pay me to say this, but <laughs> my favorite fish fry is on the North side of Madison. And it is Villa Tap.
0: Okay. And, and you said like very small, always sell out. Right? Yes. Always. So yeah. here
1: is the situation if you're looking to hit Villa Tap for your fish fry. Um, it is based on tea times. And so through COVID, they were this is how it started. So obviously before COVID, it was, you know, you went in, you had your fish fry, and you just had to get there early or you waited for a while. Um, but then when um COVID started and they had to shut down and then limit capacities they went to setting up what they call tea times. So basically, if you were looking to go to a fish fry on Friday, you would call and you would say, hey, I would like um, two fish fries, whatever you decide, for 7 o'clock. And most of the time I call when I do that, he says, you know, I can't get you in for 7, but I can get you in at 7.07. Does that work? At first, I was – I wasn't sure if I heard him right. <laughs> You're like,
0: 7.07, what an odd time.
1: Because every seven minutes is how often they can uh, crank out the fish fries. Okay. Depending on, you know, how yeah. many times what's booked and what isn't. But um, I would say that's probably my favorite fish fry in Madison.
0: Yeah. And it's just Can't like a cool, enough. small very Place. small yeah so
1: now if you go in now that things are kind of getting back to normal um, they still have the tea time so still call ahead but you can sit and eat there nice if it's not
0: yeah full, yeah but. I'm curious did you think it was easy to like jump in with people when you moved here like was it easy to find groups of people to do stuff with like between co-workers and local friends or to you, did it seem intimidating to be like, I moved to the city on my own, like living on my own, like how do I actually get out and about more?
1: Yeah, I think for me, you know, the company I work for is truly unique in that um, even when I lived in Dubuque, we had a core group of people Mm -hmm. in their 20s. And and that's, that was just my group. And then there's a a lot of other people in their 20s. So it was definitely different in that way that I know a lot of companies don't have that where you're working with a large group of people your age. So when I moved to Madison, that was still the case. There was a lot of people my age there that were very welcoming that kind of knew me um, from the Dubuque office. So that was a very easy transition. And I think I would 100% categorize myself an extrovert. Yeah. Um, I would you totally pre- I, are, you- I would prefer to be with people and doing something all hours of the day. Yeah. Because um, that's just what I love to do. So I think that for me, it was easy because that's what I love doing. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. So, yeah, it was definitely an easy transition. And then I obviously had, you know, at the time you were living in Madison. Right, yep. So that was nice as well. And then I had a few other friends too.
0: And we were, I mean, COVID kind of put a wrench in things, but we kind of had a flow, like we were doing something at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Like to some extent we were, I don't know, getting together with a group of people or just us. So yeah, yeah, there was always something going on. I Mm -hmm. love that you point out that you are fully an extrovert because I always explain myself as like, I am... How do I? It's like I'm an introverted extrovert, like omnivert? I'm. Is that what <laughs> I it's <don't> called? <laughs> it's like an omnivore, but. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like a hybrid. <laughs> That's um, better. But I'm fine staying in. Until, like, if you get me out or I have, like, already something pre-scheduled where I'm, like, it's a commitment, I have to go out, I already have said I do, Mm -hmm. or said I will, once I get out or once I'm with a group of people, it's, like you have got me hook line and sinker i'm an extrovert i mm-hmm. love being i love like the socialization i leave that feeling like so energized thinking mm-hmm. like oh my god when's the next time like we can all get together mm-hmm. but it's like if i I'm already like cozy in my home on an evening and I'm watching Netflix and someone's like, "Hey, do you want to go out and grab drinks?" and it's more like spontaneous. I'm I'm like very like, "Oh, I'm really good just hanging out at home."
1: Yeah, I think, you know, COVID particular in particular definitely made everyone kind of rethink that yeah. because I being an extrovert, that was very hard for me and not being able to socialize with people and go yeah. out and do stuff. So I think that was definitely a challenge that I had to work through. But it also made me realize that there are days where I should just, you know, be content being by myself and doing yeah. things on my own. Um, which is something I'm doing more of now. But you know, if I had to categorize myself, it would definitely be an extrovert. Because yeah. that's that's where I feel most comfortable, yeah. and I get most of my energy. Is what yes. to your point, yeah. you know, someone who categorizes themselves that way is how they energize, how they right. get back on track, and
0: I know. also think too, and. Obviously, like no work culture is perfect, but what I love, and I guess clarification, I used to work for Mm -hmm. the um, company that Cassie works for just Mm -hmm. in a different branch and then eventually moved over to Zendesk. Mm -hmm. But I think the cool thing, at least about um, where you work, is that there's so much conversation and interaction with other people during the day so it's not just like i go to work i sit in a cubicle or an office i get my work done and i leave at five Mm -hmm. like there was a lot of interaction where it's like whether you're doing something after 5 pm or not it's Mm -hmm. like work itself is like such an extroverted experience at that work environment right
1: And so to piggyback on that, my company, like many other corporate companies, went completely remote during COVID, um, where we all were sent home with our computers and everything we would need to work from home. And we all worked from home for a year. And then we recently, I think July 1st, we went hybrid. So Mm -hmm. now we're back in the office. You have to be in two to three days a week um and i would say it definitely was a shift for me yeah. you know because to your point we were talking all day maybe we go to lunch and You know, quite often we go to drinks after work. Mm -hmm. So that was tough when you're working from home because it's not like you can turn to the person next to you and Yeah. You know, ask them or tell a story or just ask them about their day. It's a little bit harder when you have to do that through Zoom or email.
0: Oh, for sure. Which it's
1: great that we have Zoom and the video chat. It's been great, but it's definitely not the same.
0: Yeah. And it's like necessary tools to have and totally get the Mm -hmm. reasoning. But you and I had even talked about like at some point the when you guys were permanently remote and as was I I think like we both kind of went remote around the same time Mm -hmm. but you're like at what point does it start like impacting people's mental health if they're especially like Madison like housing is expensive in Madison you've got young people in studios where they're working eating sleeping and like spending their day in that space and um without the interaction during the workday and then without something to do at night or without like people that in groups of people that feel comfortable gathering, mm-hmm. it's like you, yeah, are really just kind of chilling with yourself.
1: Yeah, that is such a huge piece. Mental health was, you know, such a big factor in 2020 and the work from home experience. And I think in my industry so i work in the insurance brokerage consulting world and i think um it's still the biggest topic that comes up with all of my clients the biggest thing they're concerned about right now is mental health mm-hmm. what can we do and now it's all virtual so you know the talk space oh yeah um I'm trying to think of other vendors and yeah
0: it, um we have what is it called? Um, calm. Yes, have you ever heard of calm that? Yeah.
1: talk space? Um, there's another big one that I can't think of right now, uh, but those are all huge. And the, and I you know if anything, if you can think of the good things that came out of this, there there are a lot. Yes, of good yeah. things that came Silver out of it. Silver linings. Silver linings. Yes. Um, but a big one is that I think the stigma around mental health and therapy is starting to get a little less and less. I think people are talking about it more. It's bigger.
0: Yes. And I think people are also challenging their employers Mm -hmm. as like, this is no longer like a thing like, oh, maybe some people will use it here or there. It's like, I need this as a benefit to be working at the company and be a productive employee. Mm -hmm. So I think employers are taking it more seriously as well as Not just using it as a differentiator to be, like, ahead of their industry of, like, look, well, we provide a mental health solution while others in our space don't. It's now, like, expected. Like, as an employer, you should have some type of mental health resource. Right. And I think a big, big piece
1: of that is communication. You know, mm-hmm. employees don't know what they don't know, so mm-hmm. they already might have. I would say almost all of my clients have employee assistance program.
0: Okay, EAP
1: is typically included with any company that offers life or disability, an employee assistance program. Um it's now it was in person, but now I think they went to virtual and now you might have the option. So we might have in person or virtual, you know, one to five visits with a therapist. Okay. Free.
0: Yeah. So and that's like a huge oh my
1: gosh, it's such a big expense. Even yeah. things like the apps like Talkspace, those are all yeah, those all have pretty high expenses as well. And I would say right now we have, you know, an hour um information and what we talk to clients about the the big benefit trends right now are telemedicine mental health DEI so diversity Mm -hmm. equity and inclusion Mm -hmm. and um a few other ones but those are the three big ones that I would say really came out of the pandemic yeah and that's what I hear about most for sure for employers looking for
0: I think too like um something that has been a hot topic at work for me as well is or just like throughout the company is you're in this post-pandemic well kind of I like use that loosely because sure, yeah. it's like I don't know what this delta what thing is, is doing <laughs> but you're in this general uh, like post-pandemic phase and the expectation or what people thought is like boom, pandemic will be done, we'll be back to normal, we're functioning as usual. But what employers are seeing is there's a lot of employee burnout. Like people are yes. freaking exhausted. They have yeah. There's no boundary between work and personal life. Yeah. People are working remotely, so they continue their work through the evening. You've got parents who went through this crazy roller coaster of a phase of like, my kid's at home, my kid's at school, I have to find childcare last minute because my kid was exposed, Uh but I'm also working from home. So it's like this burnout phase and I think- it's like very split on how companies are handling it. Like some companies in big tech are like, we'll give every employee a collective week off. Mm -hmm. And other companies are like, that's just not feasible. Or how do we offer something to one team and then make it, an equivalent to another team that may not be able to take as much time Mm -hmm. so I think like even though maybe the worst of it or the initial like adjustment is completed it's now in this like everyone is just so burnt out from yeah everything
1: it doesn't go away overnight and I think that's a big that's a big thing to know Mm -hmm. for as an employer and as a person is that it just doesn't go away once capacities go up to 100% and you can go out and about. But I think work-life balance is huge because what happened at the beginning of the pandemic when everybody was sent home is they were working from their studio, their living room, their bedroom. So they were working till 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. Like they were working all day because you're already at home. You know, you're making dinner, you're making lunch, you're doing all these things. And I think it became something that you actively had to work at to Mm -hmm. make sure that your mental health was also something you were thinking about. Mm -hmm. That became a hard transition, I think.
0: I feel I'm having deja vu. I've probably said this in another episode, but Jim and I are almost complete opposites because he's at work all day. He's sitting Mm -hmm. in an office environment. They didn't have a period of time where they were remote. They were always going to the office because they were, what is it, not a mandatory worker. Essential. Essential. Essential essential worker. Mm -hmm. So he was always in the office, and I was always at home. So it's like by the end of the day, I'm like, please, can we go for a walk? Can we go out to dinner? Can Talk we to me. Look at me. Literally do anything. Chat. Yes, yes. And even when he comes home for lunch, like we're now in Fort Atkinson, so he comes home for lunch and I'm like, how was your morning? Uh, tell me about this. I was thinking What'd about- What'd you do? Who'd
1: you talk to? What'd you talk about? Literally. Lay it out for me.
0: <laughs> and he's like- Oh, like he'll always sigh and he'll be like I just want a moment to relax mm-hmm. I would like to just scroll on social media let my mind wander and I'm like here are the 18 things I was thinking about this oh, morning give me so your funny. thoughts but yes. yeah the communication differences yeah
1: and growth that yes. happened is
0: big but I also can't imagine if we were both working at home like that would not work oh, for gosh. us some they people imagine. do that though they do yeah they do I, yeah, I'm
1: fortunate that I didn't have a roommate during that time because I think that would have been, you know, high stress.
0: Yeah, very much so. Sure. And it's also like, yeah, I don't, how do you manage if you're in like a two bedroom? Or I think about when Kelsey and I had an apartment in Dubuque. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was two bedrooms. We had our own space. But if I'm on a conference call in my room and she's in one on hers, like we would be overhearing each other the yeah. whole day. Yeah. Like how irritating. Definitely so. hurdles that had to be. Yeah. master during that time you were doing a lot of traveling like pre-pandemic did you and i don't even know i'm not like teeing you up i truly don't know the answer did you have trips planned that you had to rearrange because you're like for work but more so for like leisure as well you travel often
1: Big, big traveler. You know, I, pre-pandemic, you know, had to go new country every year. Yeah. You know, three states that are new each year. And then I have, like, a board. You know, it's, like, a big thing that I love to do. It's one of my favorite hobbies.
0: Yeah. Bucket list items. Yeah.
1: Bucket list list items. But I, for 2020, you know, so surprising to me and many people who ask is I did not have any cancellations, which is... Wild to me. I either was not proactive and had nothing planned in advance um, or it just, you know, sheer luck. But we do, one of my friends and I, we do have, she has flight vouchers um, for us. So those vouchers were for 2020, um, but now we're going to be, it's going to look like we're going to use those in 2022. Nice. So it was great that airlines and were very accommodating for many people during that time, but yeah, I didn't have anything that got canceled. Where are or you controlled. going? You know, I think what we're going to do, so we haven't booked anything yet. Okay. But the dream is to fly into Barcelona. So this would probably be around a 10-day trip. So to fly into Bar- Barcelona and then do that for a few days and then go to Nice, France Ooh. and do the south of France okay. for a while. Um, and then depending how flights shake out, go back to Barcelona to fly out or yeah. fly out of south of France. But... Um, hopefully doing Spain and France next year.
0: Yeah. That'll so. be so much fun. I have we'll it's uh it's like such a tease because I have coworkers that are in Europe and right now, like summers in Europe, it's like what they call holidays, but it's mm-hmm. like everybody goes somewhere. So it's like they're all located in Dublin, but like one of them is um, going on holidays in southern France. There's one going to Sicily, um, Italy. And where were some? Um, there's like a German individual that's going back home. And it's just like all these cool places, like south of France and then Sicily. I'm like, oh my gosh, that literally looks like the dream. I
1: know. And what's hard is we would obviously go in spring Mm -hmm. because summer is just you know everyone is there it's such a tough time to go so hopefully we'll we'll book something for april or may but
0: also you are you and dana are like the queen of travel deals like you guys always find The cheapest flights, the best like packaged options. So I can't wait to hear (laughs) this this
1: Barcelona flight, which uh, we found a couple. So the first one we found um, didn't work out, and then we found another one, and both were six hundred nonstop to Barcelona. So it's definitely a passion of mine. Yeah. To these trips that I go on, I always budget them and. I get very excited about being within my budget. So usually, I think i budgeted six or seven trips, so each of them are under $7 difference. Wow. And the $7 one was Canada, and it's not fair because of the exchange rate, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's impressive.
1: I really but usually it's under $3 and I get very excited about it, which yeah. is I truly have a great time. It's not that I am living on the streets and eating bread. Right. Um, you just but,
0: plan ahead and you, yeah. you know, find the deals. Yeah, because
1: I am definitely am, you know, thinking about I have a lot of expenses. So living within my means and but still having fun is definitely something I think about. Yeah. So.
0: That's awesome. Also, when you think about it, like some, so Jim and I are considering, I haven't told my family this, so I should probably do that before this comes out. Um, We're thinking about going to visit friends in Oregon for Thanksgiving because Jim's vacation is limited. So we're like, oh, Thanksgiving. And then the the day after, we have Mm -hmm. off. So extended weekend but anyways we're looking at flights and flights even out of chicago like usually if you fly out of o'hare you've got some savings there but even out of chicago it's like flights to portland are almost four hundred dollars so, when you think about it, it's like for 200 more, you could be going to Europe. Yep. Like, what?
1: Yeah. That's what's so hard about Washington, Oregon, and California. Mm-hmm. I, when I've gone there, it's always been around 400, which is just baffling. Yeah. And then, um, as Dana mentioned on her episode, when we did the Nordic region, yes. you did those five countries, $36 flight. To each country, you know, because once you're over there, it's so different.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Also, what gets me or just like what really is an annoyance is do you ever track flights on Google? Like, do you ever pick the dates? Okay. That's
1: usually where I find all my flights is Google is where I start. Okay.
0: One thing, and I love that, love that feature. Mm -hmm. One thing that annoys me, though, is you'll get a notification like, Flights were X amount and now they're like $100 less and you go to check and it's like one spirit or frontier flight and it's like, okay... Awesome, but by the time I add on a sixty dollar carry on and a eighty dollar checked bag, it's really not that cheap.
1: Yeah, you have to use the filters, is what I've learned to you know get the ones you want because if you are flying Spirit, it's you know yeah the flight's fifty bucks, but do I want to play pay to breathe, pay to use the bathroom, pay to like you know they definitely nickel and dime you, so it's it's tough to see. Yes, and then once you figure it out, we
0: I was definitely like. Earlier in life, I was like, give me that $65 spirit flight. I can put up with whatever seat. I can Mm -hmm. shove everything I need Mm -hmm. within a backpack. I'm wearing eight
1: layers. I have two hats on. Literally. I'm like... (laughs) Shoes wrapped around my neck. (laughs) Just
0: get me on the trip. Jim has like completely changed how we travel because the man is the most high maintenance flight passenger he's like my knees are to my chest i cannot an exit row should i get
1: that exit row (laughs) yeah
0: so we it's like we and this now sounds like i am high maintenance but you can blame jim like regardless of where we're flying like we pick an exit row seat or have mm-hmm. to pay for the ones with like extra room right. and like jim is obviously like broader shoulders we can't do the middle seats he prefers the aisle so and then he ha- has like a list cassie oh he has goodness. a list of, like, airlines that he will not fly. Wow. He's, like, Spirit, Frontier are a no. Wow. Um, Alaskan Airlines is fine. American, fine. Okay. I think we had a bit of a um, hiccup with United. Okay. Just uh, space-wise, space-wise. Um, yeah.
1: But. You know what? Boundaries. Set your boundaries. Yeah. I love it.
0: Know what you like. Know what you like. I love it. I love yes. it. Any other, uh, we kind of skipped over the travel stuff, but you are, I mean, you are like very well-traveled. Do you have any um, tips for people post-pandemic that if they're (sighs) searching for something to do?
1: You know, I don't, it's so tough right now. It's really so tough, especially as you mentioned the Delta variant domestic so I say domestically is safe right now well in terms of you know booking flights and not being too nervous that you know London's gonna shut down for a little bit you know that's still something I think about but I think a lot of people are doing the national parks right now which I am extremely passionate about yeah um because I did a trip the so Utah my second favorite state has five national parks (laughs) what's the first (laughs) Wisconsin oh okay okay
0: Come my on. second favorite. Okay, go. Highly on.
1: underrated, but they have 5 national parks and I went on a trip and hit 4 of the 5 beautiful
0: yeah we've absolutely got, beautiful we've got some overlap oh, here because zion yes it, um is like i think
1: i went like the week after you yeah, or two w- yes like oh the month gosh, after yes.
0: yeah i freaking love zion um,
1: i i just think all of those you know bryce it's just so there's nothing like it yeah. all those canyons and then you go to Canyonlands, and that's also similar and obviously arch is pretty yeah monumental but so if i had any tips i'd say right now it's i i myself would not Go to Europe tomorrow. Yeah. Um, But I think when I travel, I clearly am a little bit type A about it. Like, I I definitely budget it out. I figure out how much I'm going to spend on lodging and activities and the travel part of it. And then I think knowing what activity you want to do, you can back into what you want to spend on restaurants and stuff like that. But I think for flights, I always do Google Flights always because I use all the filters and you can kind of find what you're looking for.
0: You also do a good job of like if you're spending the money, make sure you're getting the most out of wherever you're going. Right. So I feel like you... And people are very you and I are both kind of type A, so this is probably biased. But like some people book a trip and they're like, "Oh, I'll wing it." And then after the trip are like, "dang it, I should have done this, this or that." Yeah, where it's like you when you have your trip planned, like you have a pretty tight itinerary of like these are the things we're yes. doing on this day, and this is how we'll get to this next spot. And yeah.
1: I'm a big fan of itineraries and budgets um, just because I am, love it. Can't recommend my, enough.
0: My hobbies <laughs> include. I have a spreadsheet
1: template if anyone's looking. But um, I do think that I also, so like earlier this year, we did, Dana, Sarah, and I did Fort Lauderdale yeah. for four or five days. And that was, you know, we had the hotel booked. We had the flight booked. We looked around at what restaurants we were doing. And then we just hung out at the beach the whole time. You know, mm. it really depends where you're going, what time of year and what kind of mindset you're in? Because mm-hmm. I don't. Th- if you're going to relax and hang out, don't jam pack your days. Just go with the flow and hang right. out. Um, but if you're doing national parks, oh my gosh, I pick out the hikes. I yeah. pick out how long is the hike.
0: Um,
1: what's the weather going to be like? What do I need to bring? You know, there's just a lot of factors depending on where you're going. Yeah,
0: Jim and I. I just remember this. Jim and I are talking about going to Greece, and you been. have been. <laughs> In the grand scheme of all the travels, is Greece towards the top?
1: You know, people ask me, where's the best place yeah. you've ever been? And I, I, that's the hardest decision in the world because I also did Banff, Canada, oh, which is gorgeous. Breathtaking. But I would say Greece would probably be my favorite trip because of all the many aspects of it. Mm-hmm. The history, unreal. So... Little to go backwards here. Um, I went to Greece for a January term in college, so I went for a month. A Wait, June term.
0: I think. Were you in Greece when I was in China?
1: China. Yep. <laughs> I was a great year in China. Yeah. Just
0: to paint a picture, Cassie is like beautiful Santorini <laughs> vibes and Bailey and I are in China with like a winter jacket yes. and a coat on and like yeah they yeah. both awesome trips but it was just funny because they could not have been more different yes
1: very different <laughs> it was so we went in January obviously we went in January yeah. so it was 60s you know very different 70 very different than winter coat weather but We weren't like in a bikini on the beach, but it was absolutely beautiful. Um, But with that class, we did all of our coursework in the beginning and then we just traveled while we were there. So we, the historical piece of it is crazy. We, you know, saw the Parthenon, we saw all of the monuments to Zeus and all these beautiful things you hear about in history. We went to Crete, so we did, oh, like, okay. the ferry to an island. We did ATVs. We were able to go out. So we did the social side of it, but we also yeah. did the history side of it. We – this was the one I couldn't think of. We ran on the very first Olympic
0: stadium. Oh, that's stadium. cool.
1: So it, it wasn't even a stadium. It was, like, if you think about it kind of looked like a – gravel or dirt football field
0: okay is okay. what it was oh wow so we
1: ran on the and very it's like, first olympic
0: you're on an international track. trip with other college friends and like mm-hmm. yeah i can't it's imagine such a
1: beautiful country and it i want to go back so badly because i didn't do Santorini or mykonos but mm-hmm. i did the entire mainland and then we did crete and there's just you know There's not enough out. We were there for three weeks and I didn't see it all. So there's so much to do and see. And the country truly, truly runs on tourism. Yeah. It is such a big tourism country and it's so hard because when I went there, the European Union was trying to kick Greece off of the euro because they were bringing down the value of it. That's how poorly their economy was running at the time so it was hard to hear that our tour guide who was amazing you know gave us all the insight into that and to see it was very inexpensive you know so um, but it was great to get the full experience of olives and olive oil, which is their very big, yeah. you know, industry there, and wine. Well,
0: hopefully they make it through all this COVID stuff because Jim and I are yes. like, that is top of the list for uh, the next. We were going I'll to send honeymoon. You there. Okay, I'll send you my itinerary. Okay. <laughs> please do. If you could send me your itinerary and then the budget, that would be great. Yes. 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 Yeah. We were going to honey, or we we're talking about honeymooning there. And then obviously, like, we're like, well, we don't know about international travel so it's it's tough on the top of the list you also got a tattoo in Greece I did I got my first
1: tattoo you know really such a thrill seeker I (laughs) we were walking around Athens maybe and gosh I if anyone's listening to this I do not remember the details of the girls I was with yeah but we wanted to get a tattoo so I don't know if we saw a sign or if we looked something up on the internet while we were there but it was in an apartment building we went up a flight of stairs to the third floor we got a tattoo he also lived there so it was like his apartment that we got a tattoo in um it's and then afterwards he goes so I just got a small one behind my ear first ever tattoo and the three of us or four of us get tattoos afterwards he goes all right now we do shots of alcohol. And I, I was like, this is, this is my first tattoo. I, does everyone do this? I don't know. Should I do this? He just walked out of his bedroom
0: with a bottle of liquor. Oh my, he's probably like, I've got a group of college ladies in my apartment. We're drinking. Oh God. It was, you know,
1: truly we'll never forget that. What a story to pass on to my grandchildren. Yeah.
0: But, no, that's a good one. I feel like the, like the J-term trips, and I don't know, January, is that like- Yeah, January a,
1: term, J-term, yeah. I
0: mean, do people know it th- it's like- I feel
1: like other schools have it, but I don't they know. They have to.
0: I guess, how would you describe it? It's like a month-long either class or trip that you take, and if you don't take one, you get the month of January off from school. Yeah,
1: and you have to take two to graduate.
0: Correct, and then you come back in February if you don't take one, and it's like essentially you get a extended Christmas vacay, right. if you will, but- um, Loris offered international trips. They had did yours offer scholarships to go on it? Um, I know the China one did.
1: I don't know if mine did, but I okay. also did the San Francisco oh, yeah. business capstone for okay. term. So yeah. they had some domestic ones too.
0: Okay. So like you would either stay on campus and take a class or there were some travel options. Sometimes like donors would provide like scholarships for people that wanted to travel. Anyways. But I think like there are such... I, there have got to be some crazy stories because you are literally taking a group of like 20 to 30 college kids, usually like right after the sophomore or junior... 21. Yeah, 20, 21 yeah. phase. You're throwing them into a different country and you're saying... Hey, we're gonna have like maybe one hour of coursework and then yeah. let's tour. You're on your own. Like we would go. We went out in China. Yes. We were like downtown Shanghai. Yeah, bars, to, yeah, Yeah,
1: everything. Yeah,
0: like trying to figure out how to like get a taxi back yes. and like yeah. It one
1: was- of one of my favorite days is there was a group of us. I don't think it was the. The entire group, I think it was maybe half of us, were like, we had the whole day free. You could do whatever you wanted. And we were in Athens because we were flying out maybe the next day. Okay. Is that how I remember it? But we were like, all right, we're going to go to this little island. Greece has a million islands, you know. So we're like, we're just going to go to this island for the day. But figuring out transportation and doing all those things is definitely something you think about when you go abroad that's like a little bit more challenging than here. Yeah. So I remember vividly sprinting through Athens to – the train to get to the ferry and get on the ferry in time for to go to the island. Then once we were on the island, we, maybe we had food and then we just ATV'd all over the island.
0: That's awesome. It
1: was the best day. Like
0: such good memories. And didn't plan out any of that, but it was, you
1: know, I think
0: my, oh God, there are a couple. Bailey's going to kill me for talking (sighs) about these because she's got to come on and we'll share them. But it's like, we would have dinner and then we would go like we would go back but then it was kind of a free for all like what I, do you if you want to go shopping if you want to do whatever evenings free right yeah really. you can do anything so we i don't it was like something different every night but we were also in big cities we were in shanghai we were in beijing and americans are just like a novelty so we had like um promoters coming up to us and being like come to this club come to like this bar because the the thought or at least what we were told is like if you have americans coming like other people native to the area mm-hmm. will kind of flock to that space so yeah we were at, and it's like I, it's January in China. I did not bring like club outfits. No. So we literally, we were like at a legit club, like with table service, there were dancers, there were loud music. I am wearing a white knit sweater, (laughs) jeans, and like boots, like, like winter, like. Hitting the
1: town. Yes.
0: And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, clubbing. Like what?
1: So random. God, it makes me nostalgic. It also makes me want to travel. Yeah.
0: It really does. I oh. also like Scotland was pretty much just like a party fest. Do you remember really? when we did that? I do remember.
1: You know, I was just talking to someone at work who is a big golfer. Oh yeah. And I was like, you should talk to Mark because he also wants to go to Scotland. Okay. And I was like, wow, I've got the girl for you.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> one was that probably more so than China because it was um, was it's I it 21? Was it before juniors?
1: So was it before junior? Because I remember you came over. I don't know if maybe. it was summer before junior year.
0: I'm getting my years mixed up a bit, but yeah, maybe because we were
1: in the house and you were talking about it. Yes,
0: yeah. So it was probably summer before junior or summer
1: before senior year. But does that seem too late?
0: Yeah, too late. Summer yeah. before junior year. Yeah. But again, it's just like you throw a bunch of college kids together in a new country. You've mm-hmm. got like activities during the day, and it's a free for all at night. It's like yeah. what a great opportunity to make some wow, memories. It's wild it yeah. really is they really were trusting us i know
1: um, and nothing happened i mean i yeah. got a tattoo but
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i got a tattoo in a random person's apartment and then took yeah. shots afterwards but not, i turned off i healthy yeah, yeah. <laughs> um okay uh, gosh we could go on and on about stories from those we places could. but we'll save those for another day yeah well thank you so much for coming on Cass. this was thank so much you. fun this was great <laughs>